Is purgatory the greatest religious scam of all time? That is the question. That's the message I have for you today. Uh, do I think it's the greatest religious scam of all time? I certainly do. Now, trust me, there have been some doozies coming from uh, Christian churches, if you want to call them that, all sorts of things, how they uh, want you to send them money. They'll tell you we got this type of oil. Send your donation and we'll send this little bottle of oil to you. You're going to be blessed and all of this stuff. Folks, people have been scammed literally out of billions of dollars in churches uh, that would identify themselves as Christians. So trust me, uh, th those preachers, by the way, folks, they're, they're not even Christians. They're con men, they're con women uh, all over the place. And that still goes on to this very day all over the world, not only in the USA. You know, when I was born again at the age of 36, I began to speak out against the counterfeit teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. And uh, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I would have ended up in hell. No question about it. And that's why I do this. That's why I warn uh, people. I know that there are hundreds of millions of Roman Catholics in the world today. They've never been born again of the Spirit. I, you know, folks, uh, trust me. I, I've witnessed the Catholics over the years since I've been saved. They, they don't know the Lord, folks. They've never been born again. They're sitting under their uh, Roman Catholic teachings for decades and not about to leave it unless the Lord does a miracle in their life, unless they repent. They will perish. It's, it's unfortunate that they are hard-hearted, but that is the way it is, folks. And um, so, as I said, the teaching of purgatory is one of the most deceptive and wicked teachings in the Roman Catholic system. It's an insult to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's spiritual heresy of the worst kind. There is no purgatory, folks. The place does not exist. You know, during this time of year, you know, a lot of people believe uh, they can pray for their loved ones and somehow they're going to get released from purgatory and so on and so forth. It's not going to happen, folks. There is there is no such place. And, you know, people, uh, they have their Catholic masses offered up, the, the uh, sacrifice of the uh, Catholic mass, the, they'll... they'll purchase uh, mass cards, make a donation, and, and they believe that their uh, priest is going to be praying for the, for the lost souls in this place called purgatory that does not exist. So let me uh, give you a quote here uh, from the uh, New St. Joseph Baltimore Catechism. It says, Purgatory is God's hospital for souls where those who do not love God enough to enter heaven are cured by fire. Then they must go to purgatory where they will have to suffer much more intensely than they would have if they had accepted the sufferings on earth. In purgatory, God's cleansing fires burn away the soul's selfishness till its love becomes perfect and it is ready to fly to heaven. It's suffering only purify love. They don't increase it. Once again, that's from the New St. Joseph Baltimore Catechism. Uh, let me give you something from the 1994 Catholic Catechism, the latest catechism, uh, folks. It says this, item uh, 1030, All who die in God's grace and friendship, but still and perfectly purified, are indeed assured of their eternal salvation. But after death, they undergo purification so as to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven. It's item 1031 from that same catechism. 
The church gives the name purgatory to this final purification of the elect, which is entirely different from the punishment of the damned. The church formulated her doctrine of faith on purgatory, especially at the councils of Florence and Trent. The tradition of the church, by reference to certain texts of scriptures, speaks of a cleansing fire. Once again, it's from the 94 uh, Catechism. So, you know, folks, you know, some people say, oh, no, we don't believe in, in purgatory anymore. That was old school. So a lot of people don't even know that uh, to this day, uh, that that is the official teaching of the Roman Catholic Church. So, as I said, there is no place called purgatory. If you're a Roman Catholic today, I want you to hear the good news. Uh, in John 3, 16 to 18, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Oh, yes. So, you know, folks, there's a lot of power in those words. Those words were spoken by Jesus Christ himself, the creator of all things, the one who is eternal, the one who came down from above. You see? He came down from above, the eternal Son of God, deity. To, to die on a cross for you, folks. And you believe in him. It says you're not condemned. But if you don't believe in him, you're condemned already. That goes for every man and woman throughout the world, folks. There's no two ways about it. This is, this is truth that is uh, being spoken here uh, through me uh, today. So it's faith in the Lord. That's the determining factor of whether a person is either saved or they're going to be condemned. They're going to be damned. Uh, what did Jesus say after he rose from the dead? Look at this, Mark 16, verses 15 to 16. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. You see, it's either or. Either you're saved or you're damned. Either, you, either you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. It is, this is Christianity 101. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ 101. No purgatory. You see, if, if you're still ensnared in the system of Roman Catholicism, as I say many times, it's time to get out. It's time to put, the, uh, put your trust in the Lord. Get yourself a Bible. Dig into the Word of God for yourself. If you remember when that uh, thief on the cross, they call him malefactors, when he died in one... Uh, did not repent, but one did, it, it, Luke tw 23, verses 39 to 43. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou, dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt, they, shalt thou be with me in paradise. Today shalt thou be with me 
in paradise. Glory to God. So here he is. He's telling the repentant thief on the cross that he would be with him in paradise. Another synonym for heaven, by the way. You remember Paul when he had that vision. He says, I know a man that was caught up in, uh, into paradise. Okay, caught up. Remember, paradise is up, up. So Paul was uh, more than likely speaking of himself, obviously, when he was telling that story. So uh, getting back to that passage, Jesus promised this criminal that he'd be with him in paradise that very day. Keep in mind that the Lord Jesus Christ is eternal. Remember that scripture from the Gospel of John, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Hallelujah. So, uh, folks, there's no purgatory. He didn't tell us, Steve, on the cross, hey, pal, you know, you, you just got to be purged a little more before you can get into heaven. You know, <laughs> he didn't say that. That's, that's Roman Catholic gibberish. That's all it is. But, it, but you know, you put it in these uh, catechisms, it looks holy. It looks like these people know what they're talking about, folks. Hear it from a Ro former Roman Catholic. Thank God, former Roman Catholic. There is no such place called purgatory. You know, that thief on the cross, you know, uh, Jesus didn't say, you know, if you can wiggle yourself down, you know, and get baptized, you know, wiggle yourself down off the cross, do, do some good works before before you die. We, we might be able to work something out for you. He didn't do that. He said this day, it was faith. The only thing that thief could do was turn in his heart to the Lord. And that's exactly what he did. Many people uh, don't really understand that the Roman Catholic Mass is considered a propitiatory sacrifice. And they believe it can be offered for both the living and the dead. Oh, yes. In fact, if you don't believe that, the Council of Trent, as I've said many times before, they have many curses, anathemas, against those people who would not agree with their teachings on these things. I'm one of them. So you can have a Roman Catholic Mass offered up by a priest. People do this all the time. They're still praying for their relatives, moms and dads and brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts who have been dead for decades. They're still praying for them, that they get, get, get out of purgatory. Oh, yes, that's what they're doing. They have purgatorial societies. They pray, they pray and pray and pray for souls in purgatory, this place that does not exist. So let's look at a couple of those curses. Canon 1, this is from the Council of Trent. If anyone says that in the Mass a true and real sacrifice is not offered to God or that to be offered is nothing else, than that Christ is given to us to eat, let it be anathema or accursed. Canon 3, if anyone says that the sacrifice of the Mass is one only of praise and thanksgiving, or that it is a mere commemoration of the sacrifice consummated on the cross, but not a propitiatory one, or that it profits him only who receives and ought not to be offered for the living and the dead for sins, punishments, satisfactions, and other necessities, let it be anathema or accursed. So very clear, you know, if you don't think this is like a sacrifice, a propitiatory one, and you don't believe it's going to profit those who are living and, and dead, you're under a curse. So look at that. They will put people under a curse if you don't believe that that priest, when he offers up a mass, has the power. Look at that. We're talking about a propitiatory sacrifice. This is what takes care of the sins. 
Nonsense, folks. Hear it from me. Born again, 1989. Set free from this dark religious system. We're living in a day when few speak out or warn about it. Not only that, they join with them <laughs> for decades, folks. For decades. And, and, you know, you bring this up to pastors, uh, they'll just say you know, to the con, come on, let's praise the Lord. You know, give the Lord a clap offering. This is where we are today, folks. You see? Same, it's the same church preaching the same things that they did during the time of the Reformation. The difference is the people in the time of the Reformation stood up against the system, but the people today, the main leaders, the pastors, they join with them. They work with them. And if they don't work with them, they remain silent. They won't say a peep because they are working with people who are working with Rome. That is where we are today, folks. You have unsaved priests offering up these masses for people in this place that they call purgatory. It is a doctrine of devils, 1 Timothy 4, when it keeps people in a continuous spiritual torment, always wondering whether they're going to make it to heaven, going to purgatory, so on and so forth. I know. That's how I used to think, ladies and gentlemen, the good news Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to 10, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Hallelujah. That's good news, folks. That is good news that we can be justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. He died for the ungodly. That's all, all people, folks. So, so it, it's uh, stuff like this, passages such as this that, that I never really heard, folks. And I'm saying, look at this. If I'm reconciled back to God, if I'm justified by his blood, where, where does the Catholic Mass come in? It doesn't. It's that simple. It doesn't. It's a counterfeit, fraudulent teaching. So you, you see this evil cycle of deception. People continually going to the Catholic Mass, praying for their dead relatives, hoping they'll get out of purgatory. And on and on and on it goes, folks. Can you imagine the billions of dollars that have been taken in over the centuries with this religious scam? My, oh, my. How about Mary worship in purgatory? You know that Pope John XXII, one of the uh, popes in the Catholic Church, he, he had a vision of the Virgin Mary, and it, it was concerning those who wore the brown scapula, you know, one of those visions, apparitions of Mary uh, told him to, how, how to do this scapula. And um, this is what she said, I, the mother of grace, shall descend on the Saturday after their death, and whomsoever I, I shall find in purgatory, I shall free, so that I may lead them to the holy mountain of life everlasting. From the pit of hell, folks. From the pit of hell. Those, those who wear the brown scapula. So now you're wearing a thing around your neck. 
And and you're hoping, man, you know, if I die, you know, I'm I'm, I'm guaranteed, you know, I may I may cook for a while in purgatory, but the first Saturday after I die, I'll be good. You know, they're probably hoping I hope I die on a Friday. I mean, this is religious falsehood. It's a scam. It's fake. Not real. If people believe this. It's hard to believe, but this is this is what religion does. It's demonic, folks. It's satanic. I know. Folks, this is what I was taught. Remember Martin Luther? He was absolutely outraged when a man named John Tetzel went preaching in the towns and villages throughout Germany, raising money for the building of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. And he was uh, peddling indulgences with the approval of Pope Leo X. And he's giving him a false hope beyond the grave. And there was a money chest that was carried during these fundraisers. And, and, and they urged the people to contribute. So they're basically selling indulgences so that their relatives can get out of this make-believe called purg- place called purgatory. And, and on that, on that uh, box was written, as soon as the coin in the coffer rings, the soul from purgatory springs. That's, that's, that's unbelievable, folks. And spiritual heresy at its worst. Oh, yes, it is. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or Gentile. That's Romans chapter 1, verse 16. You know, when you, when you have this teaching, folks, as I said, it, it's, uh, it's heresy. It's an insult to the true gospel of Jesus Christ and you know, it, it, even the teaching of hell, you know, it, it, what it does, it, it's like watering it down. You know, just yesterday, uh, let me tell you a little story. You know, my wife and I, we had to pick up some things at a local uh, supermarket, you know, grocery store. And I had on a shirt that I uh, wear sometimes. It's a Christian shirt that I bought back in the 90s. I think it was uh, not long after I became a Christian. Let me put a screenshot up on the screen. So I'm wearing this shirt. Um, and as we were checking out, there was a couple of people who worked in the store over by the customer service section, and then they got my attention. And one of them said, she's trying to read your shirt. So I went over to them, you know, I straightened out my shirt. She says, uh, you know, she wanted to see what it said. So, you know, I pointed. I said, you have an appointment with God. You have an appointment with death, you know. And uh, the, the important thing is to be right with God before you die. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I was basically given uh, the gospel. You want to make sure you're right with God. And then I turned around because on the back of the shirt, I'll put that up there also. You know, it, it talks about the cross. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And um, we were able to get the little, those little uh, Bible booklets into their hands. And that, that was good. One one was uh, spoke both Spanish and English and so we got her both a Spanish one and an English one. You know, I, I went out to the car to put some things back. And, you know, um, one of the uh, workers there, you know, Kathy asked her, you know, so how, you know, what's your testimony? How'd you get saved? And the girl, you know, started to tell the story. You know, her father was a Christian. And basically she was hanging out with people she probably uh, should not have been hanging out with. And she said she had like three different dreams. And Kathy didn't remember the uh, other two, but she remembered uh, 
the third dream that the girl said uh, basically changed her life. She, she had this dream where she was on a bus and um, the windows were open and, and, and the, um, her friends, all her friends were falling down outside the window into hell. And she herself was hanging on, barely hanging on. And uh, she didn't fall. And then she woke up. But that dream was enough to turn her life around. Can you imagine it? So, so hell is real, folks. And I remember one time back in the 90s, uh, preaching on the streets in Times Square. And um, a young lady came up to me. Even as I'm preaching, she walked right up to me. Young African-American girl. And she said this to me. She said, I am so afraid of going to hell. That's exactly what she said. And you know what I do? I usually, when people come up to me that close, I shut the microphone off and I'm not looking to put on a show. And I immediately started, you know, sharing the gospel with her. Sweet girl. You know, I, I, to this day, I, I admire her because it took guts to come up to a man that's in the middle of preaching to say something like that. I am so afraid of going to hell. Folks, to hold back the teaching, the true gospel, to hold back the teaching and warn people of, about hell is demonic. You know, people rarely speak about this place called hell. In fact, I'll probably do a message on, on that. Uh, I'll be talking about hell. What does the Bible have to say about hell? So uh, th that young lady, we gave her the gospel. In fact, she even gave us her, her phone number. We tried to contact her. But, uh, you know, often the case is when you, you try to contact people, especially if they're younger, the parents think, obviously, you're probably a cult or something. So they, they wouldn't put us through. That, that's okay. We understand that. Uh, totally get it. But, but the bottom line is this. In fact, the girl's name was Bernadette. I believe she was a Roman Catholic. Um, that, that it's a serious thing, folks. It's a serious thing. There, there's no second chance that you are either going to heaven or you are going to hell. And, and that, that's how real it is. That's why I speak the way I do. This is not a joke. You're not promised tomorrow. Even the breath that you breathe, it is on loan to you. So uh, this gospel, folks, it is for you. You're an individual. It, it's it's something it, it's it's you have a free will i don't don't believe those people who say you don't you do and you have a choice to make you know and um you, you you can go to heaven folks and you can know you're going to heaven i encourage you to read the word of god for yourself okay you search the scriptures out for yourself to see if what i am telling you today is true that's a good thing to do you see, that's why I quote the scripture so much in these teachings. You can look at the scripture up on the screen for yourself. So I'm going to leave it right there. Once again, I encourage you, have a great day in the Lord.